Why does God give us rest? Have any of you ever wondered that? I mean, I really do believe that we were formed by God. That when it says in Genesis that God made man out of the dust and then God made Eve out of the man's rib, I really do believe that. So why did God make us needing rest? Why did God make us needing rest? He could have made us so we could live 24 hours a day not sleeping, you know, just doing that. And people have tried to do that with Red Bull, but it hasn't had the best effects. Um, but why do we need rest? I mean, dolphins, um, they have, because they still need to be able to breathe underwater, they have this super cool ability where they put half of their body to sleep. The other half stays awake, so they carry on living, and then they switch. Um, so forget waking up on the wrong side of the bed. They might wake up on the wrong side of the brain, you know. Um, but why do we need sleep? Why do we need rest? And I can't say I necessarily have the answer to that. But as I've been studying and as I've been praying, the Lord showed me something of the blessing of having his rest. And as Pastor Wade, he's going to be taking a rest over these next weeks. And all of us in the midst of it, we want to carry on in what the Lord's called us to. But in the midst of it, we want to abide in his rest. And I'm just going to read from a couple of verses um, this morning. And uh, they're very familiar verses, I'm sure, to many of us. Um, they're taken from uh, Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. Um, these are perhaps some of the most famous verses. You know, they're used as evangelistic verses all the time. They're used as pastoral verses. They're just one of the verses that maybe even if you don't go to church, people know uh, that Jesus said this. Um, and this is Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. Jesus says these words. And the context of this, he's actually praying. He's uh, talking to the Father, and he's, he says in the previous verses that um, no one knows the Father except the Son and those whom the Son reveals him to. So that's what he's talking about. He's talking about knowing the Father, that the only person who knows the Father is the Son and those whom the Son reveals to him. And then he's praying and as he's talking, he's calling out to other people and he says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. And just in the context of those verses, one of the big ways, and I don't think this is the only way it can apply, but one of the big ways this works out is so many people around the world, whether, you know, before you um, met Jesus, maybe you were entirely irreligious, maybe you had no thought of church, no thought of any sort of God, no thought of any religion, but all around the world, there are billions of people exhausting themselves trying to find peace with God. 
exhausting themselves. And Jesus, he, he's turning around in prayer and he's saying that no one can know the Father except through the Son. And, you know, that's the, the well-known verses, isn't it, where Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through the Son. And we believe that, that there is no way to the Father unless you come through the Lord Jesus Christ. So those who say, I know God, I just don't have Jesus, that is entirely untrue. There is no way to God except through the Lord Jesus Christ, except through the Son of God. There is no way to the Father except through the Son. So people who might say, I'm coming to the Father, I'm coming to God through a prophet, there is no way to the Father except through the Son. And the only way to the know the Father is for the Father to be revealed to you by the Son. So this morning, if you're one who you're, you're, you're searching, you want to know the Father, you will exhaust yourself trying to know Him in your own strengths, trying to know Him in your own abilities. The only way to the Father is through the Son. And as you come to the Son, you can find rest in Him, in knowing the Father. But the context of these verses, um, Jesus, He's just sent out His uh, 12 apostles. He, he spent a whole night in prayer, praying, Father, out of all my disciples, who am I to choose to be my apostles? Who am I to choose to be the first ones to receive this power to go out and preach, this power to heal the sick, this power to cast out demons? Who are going to be these first ones to receive this power? Jesus, he spends the night praying about it. He then chooses the 12, and then he sends them out on mission to go into the towns and villages, to the areas that Jesus was going to go to, but to prepare the way for him. So as Jesus is sharing these verses, sharing these verses about rest, his disciples are out on mission, which shows me that although everybody needs rest, some of you may be in a season where you're like, but I'm good. Like, I'm, 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 I'm strong. I'm, I'm doing well. I'm going forward, and I am okay. And if you're in that place where you're like, I'm good. I'm strong. I'm not tired. I'm in a, like, I'm in a powerful place right now. Then that's good. Carry on. Like, if you're on a mission from the Lord, like those 12 apostles, and you're out, you're, you're preaching, you're sharing, then carry on. Don't pull back. Don't stop doing what the Lord's given you to do. Carry on. But also remember that when the apostles came back, Jesus took them aside to spend time in quiet with them. So uh, just as Jesus shares that he's the door, that he's the gate, that um, his sheep will go in and out and find pasture. We don't want to be those who are just staying in. We want to be those who are going out and doing what the Lord's called us to do. Going out and, you know, he's sending me on a mission and I'm going out, I'm doing what he's called me to do. But I'm then coming back and finding rest in the shepherd's arms. I'm, I'm going out, but then I'm coming back and I'm finding rest with him. 
Because if you go out and you stay out and you don't come and find refreshment at the feet of Jesus, then you will burn out. So Jesus says, go out and then come in. Go out and come in. So if you're like the apostles and you're like, I am out on mission at the moment. I'm out doing the Lord's will. I'm in his strength. I'm in his power. Then carry on and complete what the Lord's called you to do. But don't forget to then come in and find rest and find pasture. Because as he's talking about that, this rest comes from knowing the Father. It's a place of security. I don't know if you remember, I mean, I, I remember it um, when I was really young, you know, maybe you had a bad dream or something and I'd go in and I'd, I'd get into my mum and dad's bed and you know what it smelled like? Dad's like, what? <laughs> it smelled secure. It's like, what does secure smell like? It smelled like my mum and dad's bed. In your father's arms, it smells secure. Maybe you didn't have that growing up with your parents, but with your heavenly father, you have that. His arms smell secure. So you go out and you come in, you find rest, and you find rest in knowing the Father. And it's when, when the Bible uses the word knowing, it's not just talking about a mental knowledge. Because you have people all around the world who study God and yet don't know him. It's an intimate knowing where I know him. He has my heart and I have his. And in that place of knowing the Father through the Son, you have security. You have rest. So go out. Be like the apostles. Go out. Complete the mission that the Lord's given you to do. Knowing that he is with you always, even till the end of the age. But then make sure you come back and find rest and security in the Father's arms. But Jesus, who is he talking to in these verses? First of all, he says, come to me. Doesn't say go to any other. We want to have those who, um, Jesus, he sent out the apostles two by two. We have brothers and sisters in Christ who we, we lean on. We, we rely on them for support, for encouragement, for strength. But here Jesus says, but leaning on other people is not enough. Come to me. He's the one who's talking. He's the, the good shepherd. He's, he's our Lord. He's our Savior. He's the one who is our strength. And he says, come to me. Who should come to him? He says, all you who labor and are heavy laden. Now, I looked up these words and when he talks about labor, he's talking about toil, work, that results in weariness. It's not talking about any specific form of labor, but he's saying, if you are one who is toiling away, you're working, and it's resulting in tiredness. Now, if I say working until you're tired is not a bad thing, 
because the Lord's given us strength. The Lord's given us ability. Whether it's doing, uh, you know, um, like working in the garden and, you know, you're doing it and you sit back in the chair, you know, with a pint of lemonade, you know, at the end of the day and you're like, man, that was a lot of work, but look all I've done. Or whether it's in work and you're like, that was a hard day's work. Or whether it's in serving the Lord and you're like, man, that was, that, that was a tough week. That was a lot happening. But whatever the work is, if you are one who is working and it's resulting in weariness, where you're like, I'm just tired. That was hard work. I'm tired. Then Jesus says, come to him. It doesn't say what the work was. He just says, if you were toiling and it resulted in weariness, then come to him. And we'll get on to to why exactly later on. But he says, if you are one who is toiling away, you're working hard and it's resulting in weariness, then come to him. So I'm not asking you to put up your hands, but I'm asking you to consider in your heart, is the work that you're doing resulting in tiredness? Again, it's not a bad thing. But this is about what are you going to do with it? Because people do loads of things when they're tired, don't they? You know, some people, I'm tired, it's been a tough week, just going to go down to the pub. Knock back a couple of pints. Man, it's been a tiring week, I just, I need a holiday. And if you want to bless and support us with that, there's going to be, you know, um, (laughs) um, no, no, no. Are any of those things bad in themselves? No, not necessarily. But when you're tired, who are you in your core relying on? That's Jesus' teaching on rest. Who in your core are you relying on? It's not saying if you're relying on Jesus, you know, you can't have a pint at the end of the week. It's not saying that you shouldn't go on holiday. It's not saying that you shouldn't, you know, go out with the kids on the weekend, but in your core, who are you relying on? And Jesus says, if you are working, you're toiling away, it's resulting in weariness, then come to me. He says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. And when it talks about it being heavy laden, the, the words, it doesn't actually strictly refer to something being physically heavy. It's more, it's subjective. It's, it's not saying that this is actually heavy. It's saying that it feels heavy to me. Because some things you might do and you're like, this is no big deal. This is fine. This is easy. But to someone else, it might be incredibly hard and it would be super tiring for them. For you, there might be something you do and you're like, every time I do this, it just leaves me exhausted. But for other people, it might be totally fine. They wouldn't have an issue with it at all. So it's like, is that a heavy thing to do? Is that a hard thing to do? It felt heavy to you. And Jesus says, if you're in that place, that you're working away, it's resulting in weariness. And whatever you're doing, whether it is heavy or not, it feels heavy to you. Then Jesus says, come to me. He says, if you're working, 
If you're burdened, you're carrying a weight that feels heavy to you, you're tired, then come to me. And he says he'll give you rest. And that rest which he uses there, that's the same word, the same idea of, you know when God created the world in six days and then on the seventh he rested? It's that same idea that you've done the work and now there's peace. The, um, there's a, a book called uh, Vine's Dictionary. It kind of help with, helps with describing Bible words. And this is the way it describes the rest that Jesus gives. It says, Christ's rest is not a rest from work, but a rest in work. Not the rest of inactivity, but the rest of harmonious working of all the faculties and affections of the will, the heart, the imagination, the conscience, because each has focused in on God and the idea of the center of its satisfaction and development. And the idea is that when I come and I find rest in Jesus, it's not that I stop everything entirely. It's not that, right, I'm done, I'm putting everything down. It's that in the midst of what I'm doing, Jesus gives me rest. Because let's say, wild uh, idea here, um, I'm sure none of you could relate to it, but let's pretend that parenting is hard work for a moment. Um, it's enormously impractical to just you know, say, right, I'm not parenting this week, children, you tend to yourselves. Like, that would not be a good idea. Um, you, you just could never do that, could you? But when you come to Jesus and he says, I give you rest, it's not apart from the work, it's in the midst of the work. Jesus can give you rest. Because the way he talks about it in these verses is he says, if you're laboring and you're heavy laden, come to me and I will give you rest. And then at the end he says, because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So the idea is that you're carrying this work by yourself and you're getting tired because it is hard work. It's a heavy weight, it's a heavy burden, and it's tiring you out. And the idea is as you come to Jesus and he gives you rest, it's not that he stops the work entirely, it's that you start sharing the load with him because he gives you rest. He says, take my yoke upon you. And what a yoke is, we don't really use them anymore because we don't really use oxen. Um, but it, it would be a giant piece of wood that you'd use for tying two oxen together. So rather than just having one ox plow in a field, you'd have two oxen yoked together. And then together, their combined strength, you could use them to plow a field. And Jesus is saying that you're like an individual oxen by yourself. You're doing your work. You might be doing a great job at it, but it's tiring you out. So come to Jesus and be yoked together with him. So that as you're working, Jesus is working. 
as Jesus is working, you're working, and you're sharing the load. He's teaching you, he's leading you, and he says, his yoke is easy, and his burden is light. Because as we were talking about with the kids, what can't Jesus do? My God can do anything. And the weight of your burdens, the weight of your work, the things that you're doing that are tiring you out, Jesus can handle them. Jesus can strengthen you. Jesus can give you that power to carry on. Not by puffing you up and building you up so you're good to go out by yourself again, but that by you walking with him, he gives you the power to carry on. I know sometimes people use it just in exasperation, but you hear people say, you hear it on TV, maybe you've said it yourself, you know, Lord, give me strength because I can't carry on. And that's really what he wants to do. The Lord wants to give you strength because you can't carry on. But his strength isn't just building you up so you're good to carry on doing it by yourself. His strength is you come alongside of him. And that's the key. It isn't that he comes alongside of you. It's you come alongside of him. Because Jesus is already walking. Jesus is already going in a direction. Jesus has already expressed. I mean, he said these words 2,000 years ago. He's already expressed, I am willing to share your burdens. I'm willing to stand with you. I'm willing to be that one that you can lean on and I will help carry your burdens. The question is, will you come alongside of him and share his yoke? Because it's not, you're not bringing the yoke to the party. You're not going, right, Jesus, I'm coming. I'm tying myself to you. He's already there. He's already got that arm outstretched saying, come alongside me. Let me toil with you. Let me walk this out with you. He's already there. It's his yoke. That's what he says. He says, take my yoke upon you. He's already there, willing to share the burden with you. The question is, will you come close enough to him to where you can share it? And as you do, you get the benefit of walking with him. And hear me, in this, I'm not saying that if you're at that place that it's like, well, have I, does that mean I haven't been walking with Jesus at all? I'm not saying that at all. Not saying that at all. But in your work, in that thing that is tiring you out, have you shared the weight with the Lord? He says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. And if you come to him, he will give you rest. He won't take away all the weight. He won't take away all of the work, but in the midst of the work, he'll give you strength to carry on to the point where I don't have to burn out because I'm sharing it with him. I don't have to give up because I can carry on because he's doing it with me. 
He gives you strength in the midst of the work. So he says, take my yoke upon you, learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And when he talks about gentle, it's kind of, it, you know, we, we have this picture of Jesus. And on one side, we have this picture of this meek and this mild little lamb. And then on the other side, we have this picture of this ferociously powerful lion of Judah. And it's like, Jesus, which is it? And when he uses the word gentle, it's not saying that Jesus is this weak and helpless little you know, this weak and helpless little child, he's ferociously powerful. I mean, I, I love Amelia, I love my daughter, but she would perhaps be described as gentle. And if I was carrying a really, really heavy weight, I wouldn't go to her to help me. It's like, she's gentle, but if she's gentle, can she carry my stuff? But that's not the idea of gentleness that Jesus is describing here. The idea of Jesus' gentleness is that he's yielded in power. So he's got his arm outstretched. He's yielded. He's willing to come alongside you. He's not going to beat you up for you coming to him. He's not necessarily going to ask questions, why didn't you come sooner? He's yielded and he's willing to come uh, for you to come alongside him. He's willing to stand with you and share your burden. But in the midst of his yieldedness, he is powerful. That's what he's talking about there. So when he's like, I don't know if I need meek and mild little Jesus right now. I need strong Jesus. Gentle Jesus is strong Jesus. He's just not abusive. He's not going to use his strength to, uh, to beat you up. He's not going to use his strength to fight against the Father. He is yielded and willing for you to come alongside him. And in the midst of his yieldedness, he is powerful. So when you come alongside of him, it's not just a formality. It's not just, I'm doing it because I have to. It's, Jesus, I really do believe you can help me in the midst of my work. I really do believe that when I'm at work, and let's say you work in a call center, and I have customers shouting down the phone at me, I really do believe you can help me in the midst of my work. When my children are just running around the house and it's just so stressful because I'm trying to think and there's three children yet like five different demands at any one time, I really do believe you can help me in the midst of my struggle. Maybe, you know, you're in a situation and you're praying for a brother or sister in Christ and you're like, I don't know what to say, but I really want to be able to help them. Jesus, I really do believe you can help me in the midst of the situation. And as I come to you, you're yielded and you're willing to help me, yet you're utterly powerful and able to carry the weight. Jesus does not fight against the Father in this. He's entirely obedient to the Father. He's entirely submitted to the Father. And as you walk with Him, you'll have His rest because you're walking towards the Father too. 
you're walking in that security of the Father's love. So I don't know what weights you might be carrying. I don't know what weights you might be um, feeling right now. But I do know that if you come to the Lord Jesus with those things, he's yielded and willing for you to come alongside him. And he says he will give you rest. But in the midst of that, it's not even just he's yielded and powerful. He says that I am gentle and lowly in heart. That maybe you've been in those situations. Maybe it was a teacher. Maybe it was a boss at work. It's like they said that you could go to them and they'd help you, but they were kind of a bit snooty about it. Like you could come, but when you came, you knew that you were inferior to them because you had to come to them for help. You know what I mean? When Jesus says that he's lowly in heart, literally what it means is that he's close to the ground. He's close to the ground. So when you come to Jesus, he's not going to rub it in your face. He's not going to say to me, see, I told you you couldn't do it without me. Because if say Jesus is right, He's not worried about trying to prove it. He's here because he cares about you. He didn't come so that he could prove that he was superior to you. He already knows that. He came because he genuinely wants to help you. He's gentle. He's yielded in power. And he's close to the ground. So as you come to him, he's not going to rub it in your face. He's not going to use it to prove that you were wrong and you couldn't do it. As you come to him, he'll do exactly what he said he'll do. He will give you rest. So the question really is, because he says, he says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. That, that, and that word burden, where it says in verse 28, it says, come to me all you who labor and are heavy laden. Like that word, like that, he- that heavy laden and that word burden at the end, they're the same word. So you're saying, you're coming to Jesus with this really, really big weight. Jesus doesn't take the weight away. He just makes it lighter. Because it's shared with him. So the question is, A, and these are for you to answer yourselves, but A, are you weary and heavy laden? Are you working hard and you're tired? And then the second question is, Do you believe Jesus' promise here? Because if you do, the best thing to do is to come to him and let him give you his rest. That's what he promised. And I say that's not even just what he promised. That's what he wants to do. Because he's making himself available here. He didn't go to one individual and say, I want to give you rest. 
He gave it as a general invitation that for whoever is weary and heavy laden, come to me and I will give you rest. Jesus is willing for you to come to him and find rest in him. Will you take him at his words and find rest for your soul in him? That's what he wants you to do. He doesn't want your one word description of your life to be hectic. It, he wants it to be restful. Again, this restful, it doesn't mean an absence of work, it's rest in work. But Jesus came to give you rest. So will you rest in him? Don't live your life alone. Come alongside Jesus, share his yoke, and find rest for your soul.